Welcome to GOB with Christy and Kathy, where we talk about writing, reading, and life in between. I'm Christy in South Florida. I'm Kathy in South Dakota. We're two newbie writers who share our love of food, wine, and crime fiction. We have interviews with best-selling and award-winning authors on our Corks and Conversation episodes. And don't forget our Words in Progress episodes where we have fun writing lessons with writing experts. Join us for today's episode. Welcome to Corks and Conversation with Jasmine Guillory. I've been looking so very forward to talking with her. Um, we're branching out today from our normal crime fiction to romance for a special episode. Um, yeah, I love the romance. I love the romance too. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be on. Oh, thanks. Oh, thanks. So um, Jasmine Guillory is a New York Times best-selling author. Her novels include The Wedding Date, uh, the Reese Witherspoon Club Selection, The Proposal, not a bad gig there, right. and buy the book. Her work has appeared in the Wall Street Journal, Cosmopolitan, Bon Appetit, Time. She's a frequent book contributor on the Today Show, which I always love. Mm-hmm. Um, her latest book I'm holding up here is called Drunk on Love, and it is set in Napa Valley, and it's coming out to rave reviews like this one from a starred, um, a starred review from Publishers Weekly. The lush background and Guillory's signature blend of sexy, sweet, and funny keeps the pages flying. This is a gem. And we could not agree more. Okay. All right. So um, normally, this is the part of time when we we introduce the wine that we're drinking. (laughs) And of course, we know Jasmine would be drinking wine because her book is set in California wine country. (laughs) But it's a little early because you're... I mean, California, yeah. So it's okay for us, and we're at a conference, so yeah, you know, yeah. it's more yeah, wine yeah. time here. Exactly. But so we did pick out a wine anyway that it's a California wine, and it, I don't know if you can see this with the oh, reflection, perfect. but it's lovely. Yeah. You. Oh, this was perfect the name for a romance. Awesome. Yes, perfect for a romance. Yeah. You know, so later when you're, you know, done with all your obligations, you can grab a bottle of lovely you because it looks like it's um, low calorie too. Zero sugar. Oh, that was an accidental purchase. I didn't mean for it to be <laughs> Well, I'm very, very happy. I'm very happy for that. Well, we will say cheers to you and cheers. your lovely, lovely um, new release. Yes, yes. We enjoy it. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. Okay. We, All don't right. ever, we never get to do this in person. We're usually in two different states, so we're like... I don't I know what to this do is with weird. you. Like, weird. I know. <laughs> Kathy and I are in so the close. same room. <laughs> yes. Um, so anyway, before I start with the questions, let let me give the listeners a little bit of a, a synopsis of the book. And basically, it's Margot Noble. Am I pronouncing her name right? Because you know, when you read it, absolutely, we, we yes. had a debate: yeah. is it Nobel or Noble? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So so anyway, she she's stressed out running the family business, which is a winery with her brother. And what happens is she meets this guy at a bar and she's all happy, you know, going to get rid of some stress. You know, um, this is the part that I was like wishful thinking. I'm doing this. And then um, and then she goes to work the next day and Luke the guy that she had met is now one of her employees. Her so, one night stand is now her employee. I yeah. love it. Yes. So <laughs> yeah, we can imagine all the things that ensue, but the, you know, it was just a page turn. Really good premise. Really, really, really good. Yeah. And, and we love the setting as we yes. said, you know, because it's, 
at a vineyard. And so I was wondering what um, inspired you to put it at a vineyard? Yeah, you know, the setting was really what came first to me about this book. Um, I when I finished while we were dating, which was my sixth book, I knew that that was going to be kind of the last of the like books in the wedding date extended universe, <laughs> I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was really thinking like what I knew that by the book, which was um, my last book was going to be next, which is a um, kind of contemporary reimagining of Beauty and the Beast. But I didn't know what was going to come after that. And so I had a like, you know, kind of panicked conversation with my agent. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do next. My agent was like, it's okay. It'll come to you. And I was like, I don't know if it will. Um, and then like, the next day I thought, oh, what about Napa Valley? And that is really kind of what wow. started it. Cause I, because I live in Northern California, I'm, you know, about an hour away from Napa. So I go there pretty frequently for day trips or, you know, sometimes weekend getaways with friends and family. And so it felt like a great place to set a book, partly because I know it well enough. There was also still things to discover about it. And so that was really fun. And then once fun I knew- research, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> great, really great research. And so once I knew it was going to be in Napa Valley, then I was like, oh, well, it's I have to set it at a winery. Um, at least one of the main characters will, you know, be a, a winery owner. What will they do? How, how will they, how will that work? What's the size of the winery? And so really figuring out the answers to some of those questions made me understand Margot and kind of know where she was coming from and who she was. And so then once I knew all of that, it was like a good, I kind of knew the beginning of the book and some of the things that she would go through throughout it. Um, and so that like kind of got me started on the book. You know, one of the things I, we, we, um, we normally read and do podcasts on crime fiction. Honestly, your books are my uh, very recent discovery of romance. I just hadn't really read romance. And Christy's been a long time romance reader, yes. which I didn't know. We'd never even talked about yeah, that until last night. Yeah, it's my little secret guilty pleasure. It, yeah, it shouldn't be secret for one thing. We <laughs> talk about that. that. That makes me crazy because why is it? But, well, it's not really a secret, no, but, yeah. you know, <laughs> but it I, doesn't come up that often. I, you know what, though? I think and it actually has made me I, I write uh, I'm writing a thriller, but I'm actually like, I really want to write some romance. And I think part of it is I I feel joyful when I read your books and I don't really get joyful feelings from a lot of crime fiction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, they have their own absolute wonderful attributes. It's great to have things wrapped up and feel like, you know, what would I do and how would I handle this? But I was like, oh, it's a really amazing feeling of joy. So there's that. But also your characters are very real and they have very real world problems. And so I was wondering, how do you develop that? Like, how do you decide, you know, you've had interracial couples before. You have now you have, uh, you know, a... Um, race in Napa Valley and tech world issues and brother sister issues in this book. So how do you decide what you want to delve into? I feel like it is often the characters who lead me in that direction. Um, so sometimes I go into a book thinking it's going to be about something, but you know, I kind of think of characters and then in the process of writing the book, I figure them out more and more. And so then I really learn like, Oh, that, that's what this book is going to be about. Okay. And I think that was something that it took me a while to kind of figure out because, you know, at first when I was writing, I would kind of try to force books to be about what I thought they would be about. But then, then often the character doesn't 
seem real because you're bending a character to a plot and it works much better for me to bend a plot for the character. And so there have been times in books where there were certain things that I had in an outline. And then once I sort of got to that point in the book, I was like, oh, but this character would never do that. And I and I was like, well, the outline's got to change. You know, the, what the plot has to change because the, I know who this character is now. Like, I know who this person is and they would never do that. So you're either writing a book about someone who would do that or you're writing a book about this character. And it, you know, and it's often, I'm writing a book about this character. How do I fix it? And so, um, so that has been a really good kind of learning experience for me in being able to be more open and flexible with plots and timelines and because it's really serving the characters and not you know anything else that I had in mind for the story oh that's interesting it's yeah. really interesting because I, I I like a plot and I like an outline yes yeah yes I, I like the very much like that yeah but, but you know but I, I've been I had read and worked with um, Lisa Cron who really advocated oh for I love her books I love her books. I do too and actually I have an email in my inbox for her right now she was giving me what she called the gentle nudge Lisa, yeah. I don't respond, I'm sorry. Um, like, I'm a little busy. I'm yeah. interviewing Jasmine and <laughs> drinking wine. But this, <laughs> priorities. <laughs> but, um, you know, I just, I love that you can start with an outline and a plan. But then as you get in your writing and your drafting, you get to know your character, then it sounds like you need to just adjust as you go. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of adjustment as I go and sort of a lot of figuring out like in this book, um, actually, I, I ended up writing the first draft of this book all by hand, um, which is not wow. something that I recommend at all. How many words However, is, the, is a book? Oh, many- and that's the other thing. This book is the, my longest book and my outline, my first drafts are often much longer than the final book. So this book ended up being so long when I wrote the first draft. Um, oh. And then I had to like type up the whole thing, right? Like, and... <laughs> I have, I did that one time before and I'm, you know, I'm, I don't like finish it and then type it up. Like I'm, you know, as I, once I kind of realize, okay, this is a book, I start typing. So I'm usually mm-hmm. kind of typing and writing, not quite simultaneously. Cause I, there's often a big delay in between like when I'm typing up. And so with this book, I like there was one time when I sort of took myself to a hotel for a weekend and just was like, all right, I have a bunch of the book to type up. I'm going to just concentrate on doing that. And as I did it, I realized that there were things that I kind of kept repeating over and over again in the book that I hadn't noticed before. And I was like, why do I keep saying that? Why does it keep doing that? (laughs) Oh, that's, that's what has to happen. Like that's what, that's what. So you were kind of subconsciously getting there but you just hadn't even identified exactly and that's often what happens like I've talked to other writers who are like yeah you know in my third draft I realized oh that's what this whole book is about and I think that often happens to me in that you know you're you're writing into something that you don't even realize is happening and then it kind of I mean I think I think honestly doing you know writing the first draft and then having to type it made me understand that a little faster um, because I had to, because I don't, I'm not a person who edits as I write. I just sort of like dive into a draft and keep going. Um, But that made me like not quite edit as I wrote, but keep like reread what I was writing and really think about it. And in that thinking, I really kind of figured out 
what these characters really cared about and what their story was about. And that like gave me a real path to this book. So you normally don't do the longhand. That's a, it was a new process. for yeah, this book. I did that one other time. I did it with my sixth book while we were dating. Um, and that was, I mean, that was very much a, I mean, that was, you know, I started writing that book in May of 2020. <laughs> uh, okay. I had planned to start <laughs> writing it at, you know, the beginning of April, 2020, I was going to start outlining in March, um, and that didn't happen. <laughs> and for, you know, many reasons. Right. Yeah. Uh, you understand. <laughs> and so when I started writing it, I was just sort of like, okay, well, but this isn't, this isn't a book. I can't write a book in the middle of all of this. This is just, I'm just writing in a notebook. Just me writing in a oh. book of just things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and often actually I do write like the be- very beginning of a book in a notebook because because I hate a blank word document. And so like, <laughs> I will like write like the first thousand words and then type it up and then be like, okay, now it's not blank anymore. Now I have a beginning and I keep going. <laughs> but this time I, it felt like pulling out my laptop seemed like, I don't know. I, right. th- that seems like work. And I don't know if I can do work now. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just writing a story for myself. And then finally while we were dating, I was like, okay, fine. I guess this is a a book I should start typing it um and so then I didn't do that for by the book which is the book I wrote in between but I I realized that I missed it at certain times like there were certain times when I would pull out a notebook to like write certain things and kind of missed that I don't know that like tactile connection to the story that I that I don't have in other ways um and so this time I didn't really intend to go back to doing it that way but that's just sort of what happened I don't the next book we'll see. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just because it's like it is. Uh, every time I do it, I'm like, "This is no, this makes so, no sense. Never do this again." And then you know, what happens. So well, it reminds me of when I was in college and I would take notes, and then I and then in order to this was graduate school when I was a lot more ambitious. Um, then I would come <laughs> back and I would be like, "Okay, now I'm going to type the notes." And then while you're typing it, you realize, "Okay." What I wrote here doesn't make as much sense, yeah. so I can fix mm-hmm. that. And it, so it might be, you know, it might be not a bad idea. You might have come up with some kind of... Yeah, except your hand is dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, or like, I just... And also half the time I don't, like, my, my handwriting's terrible, right? And so I'm like, what was I, what was that word? I And so I'm trying to interpret by context, like, what I was thinking. I'm like, is that an F or a G or, like, oh, wow. a or, like, you know? And so sometimes now, at least, That's I know hard. that I do that. And so when I scribble something, I try to, like, print very carefully about it, what it was. But, you know, it's it's still, it's still Okay. You know, I do love though that you just sometimes have to fool yourself, get out of your own brain, and and so if it's you know writing by hand, I mean I just I, that's right. a great thing for other writers to hear because or anybody readers too for any task you have that seems overwhelming, find a different way until you can figure it out. Yeah, and, I mean I, I feel like a lot of writing is kind of tricking yourself into things, right? Like <laughs> every book I've ever written has started as a note on my phone, um, and a lot of and it's like. You know, so it usually does not have a title. I'm at the beginning just sort of brainstorming things. But that mm-hmm. gives me a start. And sort of whatever gives you a start is kind of the thing that's going to help. You know, do, like there's, I think one of the thing that has helped me in listening to other writers is like, there is no one way. There's whatever way works for you. And so yeah. 
keep, I think I've experimented with lots of different things that work. And like, sometimes they work for me and sometimes they don't. And sometimes something that didn't work for me before works for me with the ne next book. It feels like whatever works for you and your brain and whatever period you are in your life, like just go with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that each book is its own experience. Yeah. There's never a same, you know, because you're six books in, right? But you're still finding new ways. I right. just think that says a lot about writing and a lot about life I think yeah, all right yeah. there <laughs> okay so normally when we're all together we would say it's time for a, a little sip of our cocktail Christy's Christy we're kind okay of, we're, <laughs> you're so hard to get along with yeah when we're together. <laughs> it's awful um so we are going to do what we call the question in the bottle all right so the question today is how often do you stay up past 3 a.m <sighs> I mean uh, well, rel unfortunately, relatively often, but that's never on purpose um, because it's usually when I can't sleep that I'm up past 3 a.m. So it's probably probably at least once a month, but it's like oh. very rarely on purpose. Um, so you are you just can't fall asleep. So you're. Uh... Yes. But the thing is, is that I am a night owl anyway. Like I oh. I ate pretty if the question had been how often do you stay up past midnight? The answer would have been basically every day because like wow. my normal bedtime is somewhere in between midnight and 1 a.m so so then if it, if i'm like if my normal time of falling asleep is somewhere around 1 a.m occasionally i can't fall asleep for a few hours and i'm like wow. okay now it's 3 30 <laughs> what are you gonna do so are you productive at night or are you just... oh no absolutely well okay usually not probably later than we are <laughs> with when I wrote while we were dating you know that was the very early stages of the pandemic and my like my insomnia was terrible then so I was always up really late so like a good portion of that book I wrote between like one and two in the morning <laughs> I will say wow. because because I was like well I mean I can't sleep so I might as well just work on my book. So I would, and also I think that was one of the convenient things about writing it by hand is like, I would just have the notebook mm -hmm. next to be in bed. And so I was like, all right, well, you I'll just turn on the light and sit up and write a little bit yeah. more. Then the the handwriting's worse then. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but normally, no, like normally I will just sort of like sit up and read a little bit and then hopefully fall back asleep. But yeah, I know the answer for you. Cause you are, we we're both morning people. Yeah, but you so. have a lot of insomnia too, so I'd say. Yeah, but mine often. was more is more like I'll fall asleep and then I wake up in the middle of the night. Oh. So I might be up mm -hmm. at you know between two and four. So therefore, it's after three a.m. Yeah. But that's sort of a lie because I went to bed at like ten. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, because I try I try to stay up till ten <laughs> and not fall asleep. No. Well, because you know it's hard. No, I know. I I, I and she gets up at she gets up at three a.m. Well, so you are up after three a.m. I try four o'clock is my sweet spot, but I four o'clock you get up at four o'clock in the morning every day. I do. I love <laughs> early morning. Okay, but I'm telling you, if you called me at eight thirty at night, don't trust anything I say because I'm worthless. Like yeah. my kids are like, oh, it's eight fifteen. Don't call her. Like it's it's pathetic. Um, I love early mornings. I naturally a riser, but I do tend to wake up before my alarm goes off, and it's often towards the, and it's not cute i'm not happy because it's too late and too early and whatever anyway See that okay you sing the you don't trust anything you say after eight o'clock like yeah that's how i am anything like 
before 9 a.m. Like I will, you know, I will wake up and like check my phone and people will email me and I'm like, okay, yes, I will respond to that. And then the next day, I'm like, mm, yeah, no, didn't, didn't, didn't send that email. Like, and, and it was like, the response was like, yes, let's do that. Perfect time. No, but I, but I just sort of <laughs> think I do. And then or I'm like, I have to think about that. And then the, yeah. the fact that it even happened is out of my mind. <laughs> no, right. I, I, I too, I'll see a text at night, you know, that comes in. And so I, it won't be on my notifications, right? Because I've, I've seen it, but I've, seen it. it's completely yeah. out yeah. of my brain. Mm-hmm. The next morning, I'm like, oh, oh you know? Yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm lucky if, you know, or some yeah, thinks me. I'm not. Yeah, doing. whatever. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, um, Jasmine, mm-hmm. another thing that we, another thing, because we're just best friends now, <laughs> um, have in common is that we both were lawyers. Oh, and yeah. I love. Not me. I love, <laughs> I love the whole. I was um, science. Exodus <laughs> of lawyers to go into writing. That's like one of my favorite things. There are a lot of us. Yeah, I know, especially in crime fiction, too. There yeah. are a lot of a us. lot of romance, um, too. Yeah. Is there really? really? Yeah, a ton of romance. Yeah. That's really interesting. So I'm wondering if you could sh- ter- tell us about that transition from practicing law to writing. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I think one of the reasons I started writing was I missed having that creative outlet. I think it was partly that and actually partly, I mean, this is very nerdy, but like I missed being in school, I miss the experience of learning something new and like having that kind of aha moment. And so I started writing, I think partly for that and and to kind of have that learning time and that struggle and then like, oh, I got it. You know, that I think that feeling is one of those things that you can't, you can't replace with anything else. And so, so that, you know, I kind of started writing that way and wrote like occasionally at lunchtime, usually after work for the beginning of my writing career, I was juggling both. You know, I wrote my first um, three published books while I was still working full time, but I had been writing for years before that while I was working full time. And so Mm -hmm. kind of learning to juggle doing both and kind of figure that out was definitely a transition. Mm-hmm. So learning about romance is something that I'm doing right now. I've been, you know, I just am very intrigued. And I, so I'd love to know what your thoughts are about, like, for example, there's a lot more sex in romance books than there are in thrillers. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And I think that that is a really hard thing to write you do a great job of it. Thank you. How did you get good at writing intimate scenes? You know, for me, they're really about, I think everything in um, my books goes back to knowing who those characters are, right? And knowing who they are in general, but also in that moment. And so what is it, what is their relationship like? at that point in the book because they you know cuz sometimes it's at the beginning when they barely know each other you know towards the middle when they're kind of in the process of falling in love if they are already in love but they're not quite admitting it to themselves or each other and so what is that connection like between the two of them are they brand new to each other are they discovering new things or are they already like super comfortable with one another and that is, is, you know, that's a different way of relating. And so I'm always kind of thinking about who they are, what they're coming into this moment with, what kind of baggage they have, what they're excited about, what they are having fun with together, what they, what attracted them to each other initially, and what has kept them attracted to one another. And so I think, you know, thinking all about, thinking about all of those things is what really 
makes it matter. Right. I mean, is there like any rules? Like in um, crime fiction, you know, we have like cozy mysteries and there, you know, murder can't be as graphic as others. Is the same thing in romance? Like there's different groups of... You know, it's funny because there's sort of, but I feel like everybody does their does a very different thing with it right and so i mean each of my books has like had a kind of different amount of sex scenes depending on what works for the characters you know um for some characters it's not a lot because of the nature of the book and their relationship and then some characters it's totally different and so i i think romance is a little bit more flexible in that sometimes i think it depends on kind of where you start and what your readers expect from you but i have liked being able to kind of go back and forth and see how it is in different books it reminds me of how like action scenes are in thrillers or mysteries um that it really should be based upon the characters Right. You know, while they're handling that. Yeah. And um, I just, that's, a, that's I, I love that answer. That's so yeah. interesting. Yeah. Did you want to ask about tropes? Yeah, let's, so talk about, tropes is a word I'm just learning about. Yeah. I know. Uh, so tell us a little bit about tropes, because our readers aren't as knowledgeable about romance, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I think tropes are just sort of like, like different kind of situations, right? That, um that books can be sort of based around. Um, And I think mystery has them too. They just are described in different ways, right? There's Mm -hmm. like the locked room or there's the, you know, the 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 thing. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And so Mm -hmm. romance has those and there's the like fake dating or enemies to lovers or workplace or, you know, your your brother's best friend, that kind of thing. And so Mm -hmm. I think people... (laughs) People like kind of specific things about those tropes. And it is always fun for me to kind of explore them and see like, what do I like writing about this? What is fun for me? And also kind of how how you can like kind of turn it on its head a little bit and what you um, what you can change and express differently about yourself. And so I feel like every book like that is very different, right? You can give the same oh, yeah. trope to like, 10 writers and we will all have very different stories and that's what I think is so fun and interesting about them mm-hmm. I have a friend whose mother is obsessed with two different kinds of novels and one is Amish mysteries oh oh <laughs> and the and the second one is like billionaire secretary relationships oh yeah yes in romance. and <laughs> yeah. I and I isn't that funny yeah, they're so fun. specific and he had said to me Recently, he's like, I can't find any more of each of them. Like, I'm trying to buy her. And she likes large print. And oh, so yeah. you're really oh. limited. You know? Right, you're really limited. <laughs> and, and I, I just, I, but you know, funny. it's so great when you have readers that know exactly what they want. Yeah. But then you can still surprise them. Exactly. What, yeah. Like, that must be such a thrill. Yes. And hard. Oh, my God. <laughs> thrill and hard. That is, yeah. So that's why it's so thrilling. I yeah. Guess. <laughs> anyway, um, one other thing that I noticed on your website is you also do Amazon original um, short stories with Kiki Palmer. And I was like, well, how did that come about? Know, it sounds cool. so fun. But how did yeah, that come about? You know, that was really fun. I did um, five short stories with Kiki Palmer that are all interconnected. And so she had, she sort of had this universe of characters that she was doing skits about on her Instagram. And so oh, like together, uh, you know, Kiki had these ideas for 
an overarching story that would bring all these characters together. And so the two of us worked together on stories for that. And so like she kind of came up with the plot and then we would kind of, you know, have calls and go back and forth about certain things. And then I wrote stuff and then she had comments and we went, edited it together. And that was really a lot of fun. Um, She's so creative and interesting. And it was a, it was fun to do something collaborative because so often writing is such a lonely profession. And so it was nice to have someone to bounce something off of and do something so different than what I normally do. Fun. We, you know, we, we talked to quite a few co-writers on projects and I'm fascinated by that because as you say, it's normally a solitary thing, but also you have, that's the, the, the reason people love to write is they have control of that world. And so to share that, I think is really interesting. Yeah. It's, and everybody does it different. So Mm -hmm. that was interesting. Yeah. 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 No, I find it, I mean, I've always find it, found it fascinating to talk to people who've written things together. And so it was, it was a really a fun time to write something with someone. That's really cool. We wrote a book, book journal together. We did. Yeah. We did collaborate <laughs> on that. And that was, even that was interesting, just how we would send yeah. pages back and forth. Yeah. And, um, and that was very different than our podcast. So that's, yeah, yeah, yeah that's fun. really cool. Yep. What are you working on now? Um, I'm in the very early stages of the next book. So Fingers crossed, we'll see what happens with that. Um, and is it being handwritten right now, or is it being typed? Um, a little Still bit. Still in both. the mulling stage. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. I love it. I yeah, love that. Yeah. So we have, we always ask the same thing of the authors we get to talk to. Um, a lot of who love food and yes. I know you I know this is perfect for you because if you subscribe to Jasmine's newsletter as uh-huh. I do <laughs> um she always shares recipes which is so great but um so the question is which of your characters would you like to share a meal with and what would it be oh the first character who comes to mind is Carlos who was in my second book, The Proposal, because he loves to cook. And I think we would have a lot of fun cooking together. Although we might get in each other's way in the kitchen because we're both like kind of people who want like to be in charge in the kitchen. So that might be a struggle. But I think we would have uh, a whole lot of um, Mexican food, probably either either like a, a real big taco spread or enchiladas. Yum. <laughs> now I'm hungry. I know. I'm hungry. <laughs> Is that Carlos for who was in the first book? Uh, yeah, he was also okay. the best friend of Drew from the first book. And okay. he's one of the stars. Yeah, of- I was thinking to myself, oh, tacos. Yeah. Because right. yeah, I remember him yeah. going to the taco. I love exactly. that when you have reoccurring characters that, you know, I, I know it's an offshoot, you know, but I, I just love that when you see, because you're not quite done with them sometimes. Yes, and so exactly. it's nice to see him back. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so if our win, our listeners have um, questions about you, and where should they go? Um, they can go to my website, jasminegillery.com. I'm on Instagram at jasminepicks, and you can find the link to my newsletter, thank you, from my website. It's jasminegillery.substack.com, and I'm on Facebook at jasminegillerywriter. Great. She's everywhere. Well, she is everywhere. <laughs> well, I, we are just so happy that you could join us today. Yeah. And really, I think, you know, we'll, you'll, we'll cheers for you oh, and yeah. you can cheers later <laughs> for yourself. All right. Congratulations. Thanks, Thank you. Thank you so much. It was so great to talk to you guys. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. Subscribe to our podcast on our website, gameofbookspodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you liked what you heard, you can give us a five-star rating or review. You can also subscribe on YouTube where you can watch and listen. 
On GameofBooksPodcast.com, you can find all the information about what we talked about on this episode. And you can sign up for our newsletter and enter our fun contests and giveaways. We also post our stories and links on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Hope to see you there. I can guarantee you that we had fun today. And we hope you did too. Cheers.